Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman at Lincoln Financial Field with the Eagles. Staved off the end of their season, Zach Berman, and beat the New York Giants 25-22 with a comeback. They were down 16 points in the first half. Uh, took the lead in the fourth quarter. The Giants came down and tied it up. But with a little over five minutes left, the Eagles went on a five-minute drive and kicked a field goal to win it. Jake Elliott, 43 yards. And the Eagles are now 5-6, and six, one game out of the NFC East. And the two teams ahead of them, they face over these next two weeks. The season is saved. Well, it's not, it's not dead yet. You know, so uh, saved. I'm being is, a little, I'm being a little yeah. uh, facetious there. But, but, but look, they, they did what they needed to do. Uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like an authoritative, um, definitive win. But it counts the same. They, they needed to beat the Giants. They knew going in this three-game stretch was the season. It, it needed to start with a win on Sunday. They, they did it. They played well in the second half. The lines of scrimmage on both sides. Uh, so I thought the, the defensive line really got after Eli Manning in the second half. And the offensive line did a great job in terms of run blocking in the second half. And that's how the Eagles came back from that big first-half deficit. Yeah, not exactly a statement win, but... Um, a little bit. In fact, they, they came back from a devastating loss in New Orleans, uh, you know, a loss that really had a lot of players, I think, questioning whether they, they could rebound. And it was not. a trying week, too. It, it wasn't like a smooth week at the Novacare Conference. No, you had Malcolm Jenkins you know, publicly, I wouldn't say calling out players, but certainly questioning sure. what he said, the demeanor of players, at least on the defensive side of the ball, as the, uh, the Saints were whooping them. And, you know, I think you had uh, Doug Peterson certainly looking inward maybe at at the way he had approached uh, things. And um, what I gathered from talking to the players in the locker room afterwards was that, at least on the offensive side of the ball, the message was, you know, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) Right? Let's just – let's stop getting in our own ways. Let's stop trying to over-scheme stuff. Let's go out there and do what we do best and win it that way. And And the interesting thing, too, is that – that's what they did when they beat the Giants the first time in that short week. They said that in that short week they didn't have much time to prepare, so they kind of kept it simple, and it was the best game they had all year. Yeah, now the Giants are not a good team. Let's, no. let's just start start talking about that a little bit because, I mean, against that team, you can kind of keep it simple, um, and that's fine. Uh, you know, to me, in some ways, to me, the Giants and Pat Shermer deserve a little bit of assist. <laughs> In terms of uh, not picking on the secondary as much? Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Uh, they didn't even have Saquon Barkley out there for an entire drive. Uh, that, you know, when, when I guess Saquon Barkley had 13 carries and Josh Adams had 22. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and, and the game really turned in that third quarter when, well, the third quarter, early fourth, when the Eagles forced three straight punts and, the, and, did, and two of those were three announced by the Giants. And on one of those drives, Barkley, as you said, was not even on the field. No, I thought it really turned when Eli Manning threw that dumb uh, up for grabs pass right True. before the first half. I mean, that, you know, you're in field goal range there. I'm not saying they have an automatic three there, but it was probably going to be a 40 something kick, even if they had just ran the ball twice there. And that would have given them, rather than a 19 to 10 lead, a 22 to 10 lead. So, you know, you're talking about 12 points. 11, versus, yeah. Uh, sorry, 11 points versus. No, no, no. It would have been a. 22-11 lead. The Eagles went for 22-11. Yeah, okay, right. 22-11 margin rather than a 19-11 margin. Um, 
But I think that you do have to kind of sprinkle around some of uh, some credit to Doug in terms of how he handled the fourth quarter. Um, you know, certainly some of the play calls. Let's start with the fourth and one. Yeah, what'd you think there? Uh, you know, I liked how they had. Um, I liked how they, you know, kind of put it in Carson's hands. They said, "Okay, this is a play that you you've been uh, successful with. It's a mesh concept kind of kind of play where you have uh, two receivers running uh, crisscrossing, um, you know, rub routes." So to speak, um, and then if you talk to Carson Wentz, a lot of the players, it, it's a it's a play that is successful against both man and, and zone. And when you have those two guys underneath running, basically what their their man beater routes, if you know, because you have the mesh concept there, and if you, neither of them can get open, you have uh, possibly a, a zone beater mm-hmm. in Nelson over the middle. And he was the mo- he was the zone guy, and Carson was able to go through his reads and uh, have enough time to do so, and stood in there and, th- and dr- delivered a twelve yard strike to Nelson. Yeah, I, I was I was really impressed uh, because it was not the play that I expected in that situation. Fourth and one, I thought it was going to be something short and quick, uh, maybe you know a, a dump off to Corey Clement there. Yeah, but you have the something. option there for something short and quick. Yes, and, and Corey was available there, um, but uh, Carson threw a strike, and I give him credit. Uh, that's a clutch play in that situation. If if that's an incompletion, if that's a sack. The Giants have a short field to field goal range, and and the and Eagles' season's finished right now. Uh, quite possibly, um, you know, if you ha- if you you know if, if that play seems familiar, it's because the Eagles ran it a bunch of times in the Super Bowl. One time in a crucial fourth and, and one, mm-hmm. and but Zach Ertz was in that case the receiver there. Um, yeah, let's talk a little about Carson. I mean, it wasn't like a spectacular, you know, superhuman type of, of performance, but. He got the job done. He did what he had to do. He made the throws he had to make. Uh, coming off possibly the worst game of his career, yeah. he, he rebounded. I agree with you. And I thought in the fourth quarter especially, uh, he he did exactly what they needed him to do. Um, he, he delivered the ball where it needed to go. Now that first drive they had in the fourth quarter, the, the seven-play drive when six of them were runs, you might say, well, Carson didn't do much there. Uh, Carson takes on a lot of responsibility at the line of scrimmage, uh, especially in terms of run checks. So I think he helped them there. That's something actually that Doug Peterson said after the game. And then the other thing on on that final drive, um, the throw to Alshon Jeffrey, and Alshon made it a, a spectacular run after the catch there. Probably the best run after the catch we've seen him make since he's been with the Eagles. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, typically he's not. He's done. He's given you a little bit of more, a little bit more of that this season. At least he did uh, yeah. earlier in the year. And and, and then. As as you said, throwing that strike to Nelson there, uh, one of the plays of the year, frankly, uh, you know, fourth and one, put them in field goal range. Uh, I, I, I give Carson a lot of credit for the way he played today. Absolutely, I guess balance we have to mention is one of the stories here. Mm-hmm. You and I both agree it's a little overrated. I think sometimes when when you people stand back and they look at the the uh, run pass ratio, and they're like, oh my god, they only ran so much. Well, a lot of the reasons why they haven't run as much this year just simply they haven't had as many plays. And they've been behind a lot. Yeah. You pass to get ahead in this league for the most part, especially in today's NFL. But that being said, this seemed to be a game in which running the ball would help would have helped this team. And look, again, Carson's still less than a year from major knee sure. surgery. Um, you know, I think what this says is that they're still not quite there yet in terms of having him just putting the entire game on his shoulders. And and if we're not if they're not there yet, especially not not only with him but also with everybody around him, and certainly I think in some ways the play calling, which I think may be the biggest problem uh, this year. Why not 
help him out by giving him some more carry, you know, giving the yeah. running backs a few more carries. No, that's a good point. I I think it also helps out the offensive line. And Doug Peterson, that's part of it, uh, was was really praising the offensive line after the game. Said that that they've been kind of the bright spot of the offense this year. That's up for debate at times because um, Carson has been under under duress. But you talk to those guys, they like run blocking. Uh, I think most linemen are, are like that. But you're on the attack when you're run blocking. Yeah, and, but if you if you look at the numbers, though, I mean, you know, Sean Payton was saying it last week. I mean, when when Carson throws for a certain yep. number of yards, the Eagles don't win. Yeah, I and I I think the the balance helped a lot today. Doug said that they did it in part because they had that young secondary. Uh, but I think it's it's a and I say the young secondary because they they wanted to sustain drives, keep their offense on the field. But I think that's the recipe. And I, I like what I've seen from Josh Adams. He didn't have the yards per carries, uh, the yards per carry today, but that was in part because of the uh, of the short yard situations he was in. Yep. Uh, he had a really long run that was called back, a touchdown on on the first drive that was called back because of a Jason Kelsey hold. But he he creates yards for the Eagles. I, I'm really impressed by his patience. Yeah, that's he's kind of an old school runner in that way. I'm not comparing him in any way, his shape or form, to Le, uh, Le'Veon Bell. But I think I wrote this in my practice observations way back in the spring. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of that type of runner, especially the upright style. Yeah, the upright style, the, the patience, sure. waiting for for the you know the blocking to, to develop, and if it's not there, waiting to see what you can do. Um, just in case it if it isn't, he, you know, he's a north to south guy. I mean, they were using him a lot early on 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 outside runs. I think he's more of a north to south guy, but he can pop it out. If, you know, if if, if he gets a, uh, some steam going, he can pop it yeah. out. And, and I mean, I thought that first touchdown run, which obviously was called back. I mean, he showed some burst there. I thought. I agree. I agree. And also credit to Corey Clement because I, I've been hard on him in, in recent weeks. Nice bounce back uh, game for him. Yeah, yeah. But I thought he answered the bell today. Three ways. He you know, rushed five times for forty five yards at a long you know one carry. 32 yards, but he had two screen passes that he took for 30, uh, excuse me, 31 yards, and he had a couple blitz pickups because he was basically the third down back yeah. in this game, and he had a couple big ones. Also helped in, in on kickoff returns too. Yeah, um, we didn't see any Wendell Smallwood. I guess he's the odd man out. They maybe just go with this two back uh, system down the stretch, which is probably, I guess, my if you'd ask me, that's the way I'd go until Sproles gets back. Or <laughs> yeah, whenever Darius Sproles gets back. That's kind uh, of said tongue in cheek, but yeah. Should mention uh, Zach Ertz, uh, seven of eight catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's continuing to have a great season. You know, they're still trying to find a way to get Golden Tate involved. He did have a nice um, kind of 50-50 ball that he mm-hmm. pulled in for a third down. Also um, had a drop. Also had a drop. Nelson Aguilar only had one target and one catch. It was a big one. But my point in saying all this is that <laughs> there's still a lot there that's just yeah. not clicking on with this offense. Especially start of games. I mean, this was the ninth game this year where they failed to score in the first quarter, uh, playing from behind again. And, and that was a point of emphasis. And, and you talk to the offensive players, they say that needs to be fixed more than anything. Absolutely. And I think they're still trying to for, find a formula with uh, the one that involves Golden Tate. Now, we saw a little more of Dallas Goddard. I think I like that. Less of Jordan Matthews, some more 12 and 13 personnel. Um, maybe that's what we'll see going forward. But it could have just been for this game as well. Got to talk about the defense. Uh, sloppy early on. I mean, mm-hmm. they gave up 291 yards in the first four drives, 19 points. What was going wrong there? Well, they couldn't stop the run, number one, and they couldn't get up the field on third downs. That first drive, uh, you saw third and nine there, and the Giants converted. Uh, that can't happen, and that's been happening too often this year. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean they couldn't. You know, it wasn't just Barkley; it was uh, Gallman as well. I mean, they were picking up a lot of yards in between the tackles, and you know, certainly the Eagles were a little shorthanded with uh, no Jordan Hicks. It seemed like uh, they did, the Giants made a, a point of attacking Nate Gary, mm-hmm. and, and I like that, but uh, maybe not as much attacking those cornerbacks. No, and it, it sounded – I wasn't in the Giants' locker room after the game. I was in the Eagles' locker room, but it sounded like Odell Beckham Jr. wanted to uh, attack those cornerbacks even more. Certainly questioning uh, Pat Shermer. I mean, 20 of 37 targets, I believe, were at wide receivers. I would have targeted Odell Beckham 20 times. Mm-hmm. You know, he, was, he was only targeted nine times, caught five passes for 85 yards. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can force it. Yeah. But, you know, it's Pat's job to find a way to get him involved, especially when you guys got – you got Chandon Sullivan, um, Devontae Bowsby, mm-hmm. and Cravon LeBanc as your cornerbacks. Yeah, and it, it sounded like um, from Malcolm Jenkins' comments that they changed their defensive approach – Midway, or, or I guess late in the first half. It was after the uh, 51-yard yeah. touchdown. And, and, and what Malcolm said is they really simplified it to ease up communication, to make it easier. They, they put vanilla schemes on the back end um, and just let those guys play fast and then relied on their pass rush and really put the onus on the pass rush. Uh, I don't know why they didn't do that the whole game, frankly, but I, I do think you saw the dividends in the, in the, in the second half. They, they did not have any – or the – the coverage schemes were not complicated, and the pass rushers wanted the line of scrimmage, and that made all the difference. And Pat Shermer briefly thought he was still working for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Barkley wasn't even out there for a yeah. drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I maybe he, he thought he owed the Eagles one today. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, Shermer's your boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, your boy in that you do not think he's going to be a good NFL head coach. <laughs> nice guy. Uh, I, was nice being, guy. I was being sarcastic yeah. there. Uh, no, I do like Pat. I think Pat's you know NFL co- uh, NFL coach. I don't know if he's a head coach. Um, that being said, um, you know I guess the the overall theme of this game was keep it simple on both sides of the ball. Yep. Um, you know, just get out get out of the way. Sometimes I think coaches just try and like you know make things difficult just for the sake of making them. Difficult. I agree with you. And with all the injuries that the Eagles have had on both sides of the ball, I mean sometimes that's that's just the best uh, solution. Um, and not overcomplicating things. Um, what am I missing? Anything? Uh, well, I, I, I'll give credit to Jake Elliott. That was a money kick. Yeah, yeah. forty-three yards. It wasn't quite sixty-one yards, no. but uh, you know that's still a tough one. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I mean that he was kicking that into the wind. Give him credit there. Um, not, Malcolm, not, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm's interception okay. was big, and he he he, you know he. Um, he backed played well throughout. He backed up his talk, basically what that was. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how many of his teammates agreed with him in terms of his comments. Fletcher Koch came out and said he didn't. So I'm sure there were more other guys, there were other guys in that locker room that didn't. But what do you make of Malcolm and, and his performance? I'm sure he probably felt that, you know, that, inter, that interception was, was big for him personally. Yeah, Bob Ford wrote the column on that. Um, so check that out. Uh, no, I, I, I thought Malcolm needed to have a good game today. And uh, he, he was playing in a secondary with really no one except Corey Graham, who has any experience back there. And they made it work. It wasn't pretty. You know, I, I, I asked Malcolm that after the game. and He <coughs> said, he, he said that, that, that you would love to kind of uh, have the opportunity to, to win real pretty games, but that's just not the way it's going to happen. This is how they're going to have to win games this year. It's going to be a challenge, but he thinks the team's going to like it that way. Yeah, and they got uh, basically they got these next two weeks to save the season. I you mean, think they can? Um, yeah, 
I mean, have you did you see Colt McCoy on on I Thanksgiving? Did. And that offensive line's banged up. Also, I think the Eagles can get after them. I do too. The Monday night game. Uh, obviously, the link will be rocking for that one. And the Cowboys have the Saints. Yeah, but then, so uh, you, it's, you, it, it you could don't it basically it's all coming down to, to Dallas. I yeah, guess. you don't want to look ahead of yourself. That's gonna be a tough game. Well, I don't care. We can. I mean, yeah, no, we're no, not, we're no not players. <laughs> no, no. My point is, is, is like from our perspective, like. If the Eagles don't get it done against Washington, oh, right. that Dallas game. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, just for the sake of uh, yeah, but, having a little fun here. I mean, sure. it could, could be, you know, that Dallas game, which will probably be now flexed to 8, eight o'clock <laughs> yeah. start. Um, and Dallas could be has, for all the marble, marble, uh, marbles. I guess and and Dallas has extended time, too, because they're playing this Thursday against New Orleans. So they have, a, you know, 10 days between So they have back-to-back Thursday games. Yeah. But that being said, the Eagles had – Extra time to prepare for the first Dallas game. The Eagles were coming off the bye. Dallas was coming off a short week. And Dallas romped the Eagles. So uh, the game against Washington, though, it's going to be real interesting. The Eagles haven't been able to win back-to-back games this year. Haven't been good enough to do it. And uh, I'm real curious what the tone is here. You know, you you don't want if, – if you're the Eagles, you don't want to show up thinking that all the problems are solved because – they escaped with a win today. Yeah, but they have a little momentum, and, and we'll see if they can uh, carry that over into uh, the Washington game, and then uh, obviously the Cowboys after that. But you know they're not dead yet, and that's the uh, I think that's the takeaway here from Lincoln Financial Field. All right, that's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McClain. We'll talk to you next time.